Cast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomCastPod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can check us out on the web at NomCastPod.com. All right, thanks for joining us. We have a great show for you guys today, especially if you're an animated movie fan, because we have the former host of Animation Station and current host of What's Up Fandom, Josh Kane, back on the show. He's here to help me review the latest animated film from Netflix, Over the Moon, which comes out this Friday and features the voices of some of the biggest Asian actors working today. Names like Sandra Oh, John Cho, Ken Jeong, and Margaret Cho from the Hollywood side, and Philippa Sue and Ruthie Ann Miles, fresh off of some Tony-nominated performances on the Broadway side. So Josh and I break the movie down in full, with non-spoiler to start and spoilers at the end after a fair warning. So stay tuned for that conversation. I'm super pumped for you guys to hear it. But first, let's hear a word from our friends at Forgotten Entertainment. I'm Pat Whalen. And I'm Mike Field. And throughout the history of cinema, nothing can compare with the phenomena of the MCU. Each episode, we'll tackle one film and discuss the differences between the comic book and what's on screen. We'll explore the growth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from its inception to present day and beyond, and we'll have a little fun along the way. We may not have been first, or second, or even 48th, but we're hoping you'll take the journey with us into the MCU as we are yet another MCU podcast. You can find us on Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts today. Do you like beer? Do you like podcasts? Do you like beer podcasts? Then check out Cracking One Open, a podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every week, we crack open a new craft beer from breweries around the country. And sometimes the world. We'll talk about how it was made, what's in it, the history of the brew, and the brewery. Then we'll give our tasting notes, and while we're finishing up, we'll talk about some of the latest goings-on in the world of pop culture. So check out Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. All right, welcome back. So excited for you all to hear my conversation with Josh Kane. But first, I wanted to urge everyone to check out Josh's latest podcast, What's Up Fandom. It's so good. You guys are going to love it. You can get all the latest episodes, plus all the episodes from his previous podcast, Animation Station, at animationstation.com. Or you can subscribe to What's Up Fandom on all major podcast platforms. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast, The Nomcast, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now. All right, let's get to it. Here it is, our review of Over the Moon with animation podcaster and voice actor Josh Kane. Give a listen. Fly away, Chang'e. Are you calling to me? Fly away. Are you up there looking at me? Can you see what nobody sees? Can you hear my voice up on the moon? Fly away. Wish I had the wings to take me high away. To a place where no one doubts me. And I'd walk on a... 
lunar dune Could I find a way to get there soon? Build a rocket to the moon Alright, Josh Kane is here. Glad to have you back, sir. All the way in California. How you doing? Oh, not bad at all. It's uh, great to be back. It's It's been a hot minute. Yes. Um, <laughs> here in wonderfully, it's actually cool now. It, we've been in a heat wave for, oh, God, ever. And uh, it's it's yeah. cool now. It's so nice, except when I record now because I have to keep the doors closed. Sure, exactly. So now it's burning up. Well, I'm glad I can make you uncomfortable for this. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. I appreciate just it. Just add to the flavor of 2020, so that's cool. Um well, glad to have you back, man. We it, I was uh, very lucky to have you back in the spring for the Willoughby's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you're such an expert. I mean, you had the animation station. Now you have your new podcast, new co-host. Uh, tell people at least what you're up to now before we get into the film. So what's what's up, fandom? Uh, what's up, fandom? Um, basically, what we did was uh, four years ago when we started the podcast, we kind of backed ourselves into a corner with just doing animation. Right. Uh, it's like, oh, shoot. How many Disney movies are there? That many? <laughs> mm, we're running out. Um, right. <laughs> so with What's Up Fandom, we decided for our four-year uh, anniversary, for our birthday, we decided to rebrand everything. So this August, we turned everything over, and now we do um, – Books, comics, TV shows, movies, animation still, um, basically anything and everything that is considered a fandom or part of, you know, popular culture, we will do now. Video games, the whole gambit. Well, so congratulations it's, it's been on fun. That. That's awesome, man. Uh, and I, I thought your podcast was great before, and I look forward to seeing, you know, exactly what you're, you're up oh, to you. now. And I, I did notice that you're still heavy into the animation, even though it's a it's a rebrand, which, you know, yeah. hey, man, keeping in your lane is not a bad way to restart yeah. either. So it was one of those a lot of the stuff we already had planned, um, like I've been trying, especially during covid, just because everything's crazy. We've been recording a lot of stuff in advance um, just because it's like, well, people are available now. We don't know when they'll be available later. Like yeah. Hollywood and everything could come back alive, and we no longer have these people. So <laughs> I've been I've been trying to get as much stuff, and it just so happens that like I we really didn't decide. Well, we it was me. Um, I am <laughs> we. Uh, I didn't really decide to uh, change the podcast until probably mid July. And right. so it was about a two week period. And I was like, you know, let's just go ahead and just change everything because I was <laughs> running out of stuff and I wanted to do more. And it was like, eh, let's just, just change. So we ha- I had back in July, I had stuff recorded all the way through the end of September. Right. So it was one of those. It's like, mm, well, let's go ahead and finagle some things and fix right. it. So it's still a lot of animation. Like October, we're going through the last kids on Earth. So. That's been a whole thing, and that's a full animated series. Right. Um, Emmy winning. Congrats, Netflix, for your yeah. Emmy award winning <laughs> series movie thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been fun. Um, it is funny that we do move from an animation podcast, and of the eighteen episodes that we put out so far, fifteen of them have been on animation. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just worked out that way. 
Well, it's good to know you're still flexing that muscle. Uh, it, it helps for me to call you on as like kind of my animation guy, especially hey. for this year where Netflix, you know, for the second year in a row is trying to put multiple you know, movies into the possible Oscar category for mm-hmm. animated feature. So it's good to have someone who maybe knows a little bit more than me uh, for this type of stuff. And when we, when I had you back in the spring for the Willoughby's, the notion was like, this, you know, is not maybe what Netflix is going to take across, you know, for, for an Oscar push. Like, if they're going to push one or the other, it's probably going to be over the moon because it's coming out way later in the year. And it's going to be something with uh, a person like Glenn Keane, who, you know, was the supervising animator for huge Disney movies. Yeah. You know, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Tarzan, you name it. He was mm-hmm. the... Uh, Pocahontas. And, and, he worked on my favorite Disney movie, The Black Cauldron. Oh, he did. He's yeah, that, he, that he's far the, back. Wow. He's the uh, like the character designer for like Elyon Way and uh, somebody else. Yeah, so. I found that was a lot of his stuff where he over time he just got to do the character design of like the major people mm-hmm. over time. But uh, he started up obviously through the ranks. You got to earn that spot. So yeah, he totally has some. Uh, different undercard characters and then became the big guy for disney over hold time on, hold on he- you said undercard characters <laughs> princess elion way the first and only welsh disney princess the forgotten disney princess yes. she's like one of the only she's i think she is the only princess that is a technical princess in a disney film <laughs> that right. is not included anywhere in the disney pantheon true mulan who's not even a princess yeah, Elsa is only really kind of a princess, right? I mean, Elsa's a queen, really. Well, she is she, now. I mean, she well, she, she she was a Spoiler queen. In the, she was a queen in the first movie. Yes, like she For was. A she was a princess as a small child, and then ten minutes into the movie, they make her queen. Yeah, very and it's true. like puff. This is this is gar. And where's Elyon Way? Nowhere. Yeah. Which that it's, really, uh, I should know better. I should be better because uh, my Morgan last name should tell you that I am Welsh. So I should uh, have more of my heritage and, and bone up on that. So I you apologize. Should, you should watch The Black Cauldron. It's, it's I have fan- seen The Black Cauldron. I it's totally forgot fan- she was Welsh. It's a fantastic <laughs> film. Uh, fun for the whole family. Would have been <laughs> way darker. Yes. Um, except. Uh, what's his face locked himself and like started cutting the movie without. Oh, I don't know that story. I, I can't remember who it was. It was like the person who got ahead of was in charge of animation, thought it was too dark. So he locked himself in the editing bay and cut the movie himself and basically destroyed the majority of the film. Wow. So that's why there's so many ridiculous cuts in that film. Yeah. And while there are there's story bits that don't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> because like he just cut it out because it was too scary. Wow. And you're just like, oh, so it would have been really, and we'll never get that movie again because all of that was destroyed. And it's yeah. like, damn. Because it it's not like Disney pulled any punches back in the day for oh, any no. of that stuff. It was terrifying stuff. Uh, that you know, my kids, you know, for being four and six, uh, don't sub- <laughs> subscribe to right now. Uh, anything that scary, they're like, no, thank you. They'll just go back to watching Jake and the Neverland Pirates and yeah. go right back. <laughs> exactly, uh, and, something and it's, cartoony. And it's not like Disney, like 
in typical Disney fashion, they didn't kill a family member yeah. in that thing. And they still True. cut that movie down because it was too scary. That's and it's insane. like, there's no no family members getting killed. But they're like, yeah. nope, it's fine. Yeah. Too scary for children. But what about but, when Bam- Bambi's mom gets shot? No, this is too scary. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then you know, get into the '90s, they're just murdering people yeah, all over the place like, again, and we're back in we're back in business. Um, like, how how many people can we murder in this film? Yeah, like what's what's the what's the the age range? Like, we're 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 normally good with just killing one parent in yeah. Frozen. Let's double down. How about down. we kill both? And Just then for fun. let's rehash it for the second film. Yeah, it's like and make Tarzan. It somehow creepier. <laughs> like Tarzan, let's kill both parents. Have them make a like. Have them crash. The rest of their party dies. The two of them survive. They make a life for themselves. They make a cool jungle treehouse. Everything's going well, and then they're gonna get mauled by a panther. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and but it's like, but too much CG smoke is scary. For yes, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, uh, Glenn King, like I said, is kind of like what one of these guys, a legend in his field. He he actually did one of the more tame Disney films of recent note where he was uh, the supervising animator and executive producer for Tangled. So that at least kind of like pushes more towards some of the, the stuff that he's known for. But this movie, Over the Moon, is his first one he's actually directed. It's co-directed by John Cars, but it's basically, this is his... This his, is his baby, yeah. Yeah, it's his baby. Um, so it, I think a lot of people thought that this film, that it was the end of the year, that, you know, Willoughby's was going to be a nice movie but this one was going to blow it out of the water um now that we've both seen it we kind of talked off air a little bit about our, our opinions on it so tell me your your what you expected from this film going in and then maybe where uh you know where the film landed for you after that uh yeah going into the film i remember um lightbox expo 2019 there was a Netflix animation panel, and they uh, we got to see like some preview stuff for Klaus. We got to see uh, a little bit of stuff for the Willoughbys. There there wasn't a lot for the Willoughbys at the time, just because like they were trying to keep that one a little bit secret. Klaus right. was like a couple you know weeks away from release, so that we were actually able to see a little bit more stuff there. And sure. then they had they talked about Over the Moon. But they didn't have anything for us. They had some, like, rough sketches and everything. And they kind of talked about it. And it got me really excited. I was like, okay, this seems pretty interesting. Uh, But, yeah, (laughs) they had this whole, like, it it had that feel um, to it. And I was like, okay, this 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 is gonna be interesting. I was I was getting pretty pumped for it because they were like, hey, we're gonna do Chinese folklore, and it's gonna be we're gonna like they they had taken a whole like month trip to china and in this province and they had like recorded a bunch of stuff and taken pictures for reference and we got to see all that and i was like wow they're really doing a good job in this um so then klaus comes out and like blew me away and i was like holy crap this is amazing willoughby's comes out me knowing nothing about that series and then watching it and being like oh yeah this is a really good film like i've thoroughly enjoyed this So it was it kept building for uh, over the moon. And I was I was really excited. So when I was able to get the screener from Netflix, I was like sweet action Um, watching the film. uh, The animation's phenomenal. Yeah, that's basically it. 
Like yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like the, I would say the, the voice acting is great. Um, but I, I really can't because the lines that they had, the dialogue was not good. Like it just, it, none of the dialogue to me like hit home. Right. Uh, the weird, like the the Philippa Sue singing, uh, everything felt bizarre. I was like, "Are you trying to make this like a Chinese, like a, a Chinese pop, like type of song?" Yeah, and see, it, that was weird, and especially uh, not to get too spoilery. I don't think it's a spoiler, but um, rapping essentially, yeah, sort of, at one point in the film uh, was not really what I was expecting. Yeah, I it, it was a whole thing and like i didn't expect that they were going to make it a disney movie um just because i mean klaus how many how many songs did klaus have in how many musical numbers did klaus have zero it had none it had one (laughs) pop song like randomly inserted in the movie that was out of place but that was the only thing weird about that movie sure there was really no like songs in uh the willoughbys there was the one that she is singing throughout but that is a part of the story there's a story element to her song and it makes sense and it comes to fruition at the end of the movie because her whole everything but yeah i was watching this and like we get bombarded with songs at the very beginning and i was like oh i was not expecting this from a netflix movie i thought that there was a higher standard to Netflix movies and not a cookie cutter Disney thing. And I just, I was not impressed with the film. Like again, there, there are some things that I like in it. All of the animation is gorgeous. Um, I don't know. Like, do you want me to rate this film like out of no. five or something? We we we, we, we <laughs> can get to that later. I just wanted to know your general impressions. But you know, a lot of what you're saying, I absolutely feel. So I mean, even if it's hard to compare Netflix movie to Netflix movie because it's not like last year you could have compared, you know, Klaus to uh, I Lost My Body or anything. But, it, you know, even that was an acquisition, so it's a little bit different. But even the stuff that they back, I don't think we're going to get same, same. I think it's going to be more like uh, how their, you know, live action films are where it's, you know, it's director heavy, it's creator heavy, it's a vision. They're not going to look like how Disney is where it's kind of like the same animators or similar stuff to where it's just nuanced differences versus like whole cloth. Uh, But, you know, if anything you can compare it to, and I I would imagine you saw this one. So this is animated by Pearl Studios, Mm -hmm. which uh, did Abominable last year. And you can kind of see some differences, but I will say that the uh, the this film Over the Moon is a cut above in terms of the animation of that. Even though I like uh, the animation in Abominable, I would say that the the character design in this one is a lot nicer and a lot more palatable. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in terms of especially uh, the human elements and things like that. And I will say, regardless of what we think of the story here, the the character design and the adorable nature of some of these characters, like you said, it's closer to almost like Disney stuff trying to like push that along. But they are adorable. Like Chin is, a, is an adorable character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gobi 
you know, uh, voiced by Ken Jeong, you know, is, you know, uh, kind of a cool bu- mixture. Bungie? Bungie the rabbit? The, the rabbit is adorable. I, the rabbit yeah. has a little yeah. f- a hair floof. And yeah. I'm like, that's adorable as hell. Like, yeah. you got oh, me a hair floofs. Yeah. Yeah, and to be honest, again, I don't think it's a spoiler, but like, there's one other rabbit in the movie, and it's a weird difference. And I don't know if it's supposed to be playing up that they're supposed to have some kind of uh, romantic entanglement or something, but it's kind of weird to kind of make it to where did they make this bunny like attractive on purpose, like to be like I will a, say, a bunny of siren the, of some sort? Of the love stories in this film, that was the one that was the most believable. Like there, there are three love stories throughout this film. One of them, it's like, they kind of are like, yeah, but they like fast track it and they're like done. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I guess we're supposed to be in a thing with that. Um, And then the other one, it draws out for a long time and then there's really no reward. Um, And then the bunnies, I was like, I was like, yeah. Uh, Because yeah, like. With exactly. uh, Bungie, Bungie is a pet rabbit, so it's going to be different from the Jade Rabbit, who is more like a hare, really. Um, if anything, right. yes. Um, yeah. so I I think that's where we kind of got it because I mean it's also been a thousand years, so yes, that rabbit is probably like again so there's a lot bread. There's a lot. Bigger, right. There's a lot bigger fish to fry in terms of this story, but I also was like so. I understand how she's immortal. Uh, the rabbit's immortal too. Like, uh, what, does the moon have properties? I had a lot of questions. But it- <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I was wondering that too. Like when Bungie stayed, I was like, "Are you gonna like? First off, you're a four year old rabbit. I don't think rabbits live that long. So yeah. you're like in like you you'll you die in throws. Is that what you want to stay on the moon? Or yeah, do you know that the moon is now? I'm I don't sure know. Maybe they're immortal since they alive. since the right. the lion. Uh, the lion dog things like breathed on them. So maybe Could they're. Be. I, I don't know. A lot of questions, man. Because uh, this movie, it uh, you know, for the people, you know, <laughs> sorry if you haven't seen this, but usually people come after they've seen the movie. But uh, so the movie is a self-described animated musical, which we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, it's about a girl who builds a rocket ship and blasts off, hoping to meet a mythical moon goddess. So for anyone who's kind of like. What the hell you talk about so far? Uh, I would imagine you've seen the film by now, but if you haven't, that's what we're dealing with here. The The movie uh, has a lot of elements that are supposed to be a wink and a nod to The Wizard of Oz. Uh, this is written by Aubrey, Audrey Wells, excuse me, um, who actually passed away from cancer in 2018. So she was able to write uh, the initial screenplay for this film before they got working on it. Uh, she's known for non-animated film materials. I don't think she has any under her resume that I saw. Uh, but films you may know, like Under the Tuscan Sun uh, with mm-hmm. Diane Lane, Truth About Cats and Dogs, uh, Georgia the Jungle, uh, which is uh, not good. Um, Princess Diaries, I believe she she wrote uh, at least one of those as well. So she she has... An interesting resume for, for the story. I, I found it fascinating that they went to her to kind of convey this story. Because, again, like we talked uh, off air, like she is not of Asian descent. They went out of their way to kind of 
you know, have this be a very lived in Chinese story with a lot of, you know, basically the, all the voice actors being, uh, again, I, I can't confirm Chinese. I, I honestly don't know everyone's backgrounds, but they definitely went a full Asian cast mm-hmm. on all of these. And from what I understand, that is not the case with Audrey Wells. Uh, and, you know, I I don't know how she came across this story or what the the story was, how this came through, but they definitely thought they had struck gold with the first draft of the screenplay. Uh, They did have additional screenplay material by Jennifer Yee McDevitt. Um, I don't know to what extent or how much work that needed to be done, Um, but I, I definitely, she, I guess she loves the wizard of Oz. And she wanted to kind of make this kind of be a blend of this Chinese folktale mixed with the Wizard of Oz. They even went so far to they had um, they had three characters, just like in the Wizard of Oz, who are voiced by the same person on Earth as they are on the moon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of them being Margaret Cho, uh, the comedian who, you know, I, I, I haven't seen her do anything since probably... I mean, Drop Dead Diva was like a thing, maybe like not yeah. too long ago. Um, but yeah, so Margaret Cho, Kamiko Glenn, who was on uh, Orange is the New Black. I know those are a couple of the people. They did one of the, the, the aunts, the pair of aunts, and then yeah. they end up being in the chicken biker gang later. So, you know, a lot of stuff that that she tried to make work with this whole, you know, transporting to a different land. It's kind of... do you don't know whether to believe that this child actually built a rocket to the moon and succeeded. Um, You know, it's kind of like left. You can say to interpretation, they make it seem obviously that it was some kind of divine intervention here. Uh, But uh, what did you think of that kind of parallel that they tried to pull off here? And do you think that, any of it worked for you. I, I know we already kind of started with the uh, the story didn't work for you as a whole, but did any of that stuff work for you at all? Uh, I, I will. I will. Uh, I am going to go on uh, one more thing with you. Uh, uh, Art Butler, who is the uncle, yes. in in there, he's also the 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 male chicken in that Correct. like biker yeah. thing. Um, really, like I like to do research whenever. Uh, I watched something and I don't know what it was. Um, so like when like we, we you and I talked earlier when we watched the the trial of the Chicago Seven, um, yeah. I didn't really know anything about it. So after I watched the film, I went and I did research on it. Sure. This one I didn't know this Chinese fairy tale, so like I went and tried to do some research on it, and it felt like it was the most bare bones research that <laughs> yeah. they could have done. I don't know. Like the story, like you said, Wizard of Oz. I wasn't even thinking that. That's how far out it was. I wasn't even getting Wizard of Oz from it, man. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh, this is a, this is a thing here. This is a movie that we get to watch. Sure. Um, I definitely <laughs> thought that she died. Like <laughs> when right. when they go up on that rocket, I'm like, oh, they dead. Like they're, yeah. <laughs> they're <laughs> right. just they're just dead. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, there's a lot of leaps you have to take with this story. And again, it's an animated film meant for kids, so you try to like go along with it to a certain extent, of course. But it's it's amazing that this was a, a big hinge of the plot is exactly what we said, where 
a young girl designs, builds, and succeeds. I'll put that in quote to uh, taking a rocket to the moon. Uh, you know, with a, a, a no cursory knowledge of it uh, that I'm aware of. I mean, they say she's very bright, but there are levels here. <laughs> uh, here, the one thing that I was hoping for that I was really because I mean, like. I don't know about you, but like on the Netflix thing, like when you're when you're doing the credits, there's like ten minutes worth of credits. Yeah, of course, it's an animated film. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. But usually, like animated film, you could get like five minutes worth of credits, like ten minutes worth of credits. I was like, okay, maybe there's a scene. Maybe sure. maybe that's what it is. Maybe we get like a two minute scene. But it wasn't like it like ended after the five minutes, and that five other minutes was them being like you should watch these three films at the bottom and, and <laughs> yeah. like it just kept going and i was like what's going on um but i really wanted them to because like she uh, she goes to her dad and she's like hey can i buy some stuff for a science project and he was like sure and like hits a button and yeah. she buys like a hundred and thirty something items yeah and in, i wanted her to be like him stuff. to like come into her room and be like you spent seven thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Like, I was really hoping we were gonna get something like that. Cause I mean, like, guys, I don't know how a mooncake shop how well that does. Right. But yes. she is buying like industrial grade magnets. Yeah. Exactly. She is buying, you know, all of these items, and yeah. I'm just like, that something. Yeah, is the scrapyard only has so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, did you like? Do you like also moonlight somewhere? Like, are is he marrying into a rich family? Is that the whole crux of this film? That's how. Because I'm well, like, I think, yeah, you do it. <laughs> I think you have something there to where we can parlay this movie into Over the Moon Two, where she now has to answer to the mob who she you know got the money from to buy all the parts for her rocket ship. So I think that would be an amazing subplot that we could somehow make work. That that would be absolutely amazing to me. That, I, I would be down for that. That would be... The mob comes and breaks her legs. <laughs> it's like... Steals her rocket dog or whatever, the, the moon dog. Yeah, I, li- I do like how that is a... Uh, th- the moon dog is a chow. And I'm like, oh, chow chow is cute. Yeah. Um, and then like they get a chow chow. Like, her, did her dad not just be like, oh, what happened to your bunny? Like, really <laughs> ter- terrible parenting. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, it's, um, it's rough. I get that, you know, typical Disney fashion. Gotta kill a parent. Yes. Um, even though this isn't a Disney film, but still. And by the way, that's I would say that's like spoiler territory. It's really not. It's I also mean, it's... the first three minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's very kind of like concise- it, not not in the uh, artistic quick way that like up did there you know kind of like let's kill someone really quickly type thing but i will say that it is pretty fast from here's my mommy mommy's no longer here yeah i was kind of like oh i will say good on her that her singing voice does not diminish She's go. She's going through yeah. something. It's bad. Like yeah, we don't know. We don't know. It's assuming it's, a brain tumor or something. Something. Yeah. It's like it's it, her it's affecting her. And... Yeah. It's affecting her ability to walk and. But like she can still belt out these notes, and I'm kind of like yes. Maybe if you would have done something to where there's maybe like a warble 
in her singing. (laughs) Just, I mean, just to make it a little bit more believable. I mean, not really believable, but like a little bit more, put a little bit, give us a little bit more of that emotion to make us feel. Sure. Because I mean, like, like, like you mentioned up, it's like, they just like kick you out of it and like, and you're bawling in the first 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. This year we're like, oh, her mom died. Yeah. That's kind of sad. And I, I, again, I, I don't want to say that they pull punches, but it kind of is indicative a little bit of more modern animated features, to be honest, for like that they don't go heavy, heavy into the either the scary or depressing. And yes, I am saying that as we also were <laughs> talking about Frozen, how let's double yeah. down on the dead parents. But even then, you know, it's not as traumatic or dramatic uh, as some of the other ones we were alluding to with you know like uh, Mufasa maybe or you know something that's just truly (laughs) awful to watch uh, or someone as scary as like a Jafar or -hmm. something you know again going backwards a little bit if we go like uh kind of go past Frozen and do something like Big Hero 6 like uh it was uh like with Tadashi and you're like, Oh yeah, you learn, like you grow with Tadashi and you see the bond within between the two. And then when he dies, you're like, Oh, this is actually very sad. And you see yeah. how it affects hero. This, it's just like, she cuts her hair. And that's basically it. And you're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and even then, like they don't show the hair thing until way later. Yeah. I, I, I we'll get to that when we kind of like, really you know kind of open the floodgates open for for spoiler stuff but uh you know that whole ending section i my take on this movie uh just to kind of lay it all out there on on my end i would say this movie i think it has a better first act than than maybe you enjoyed definitely Um, i think the first act and the third act like the tail end of the third act is the best stuff of this movie. And then the middle is largely confusing and frustrating mm-hmm. and and definitely takes a wild tone change, which could be fun if necessary, if they really had it well-defined, but it's not. And yeah. I think, and, and to echo your sentiment, it is great animation, I was thoroughly impressed. When I saw the trailer, I was thoroughly impressed. Mm-hmm. But I did also have the thought of, okay, I don't know if I quite get the story here, though, or what I'm going to expect. And especially the longer trailer that they had. I oh, think the see, more... I, don't, I don't even watch those anymore. I, I just, uh, yeah. if, if it's a movie that I don't know what it's about or I or I've never heard of it, I'll maybe watch a trailer, but sure. if it's like Dr. Sleep and you're like, oh, that's going to be a sequel to The Shining, and it's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to watch it, or sure. uh, Connected, like, I don't know what that is. I want to watch, like, a little teaser thing. Sure. I've seen that, and it's like, I don't need to watch anymore. Like, same thing with yeah. uh, Over the Moon. Like, I had seen what I needed to see at, uh, same thing with uh, Klaus and Willoughby's. I had seen what I needed to see uh at that light box thing so i had not right. watched anything for it because i was like i know i was gonna watch it because i was already excited for it sure so and i try not to because i mean dude trailers these days they're just terrible i, I just <laughs> they take all the good parts like sorry to derail no, i apologize fine. no um, that's fine 
the worst trailer, like, I, the reason I don't watch trailers is, like, episode one. Episode one is a, a reason that you should never watch trailers. <laughs> yeah. Um, because the thing that they do in that last trailer that came out for episode one, they do the Darth Maul double lightsabers. So you know right. that he's going to have double lightsabers in the trailer. Can you imagine if you didn't know that? going into watching the the movie for the first time and you're like he's got double that's a thing you can do that (laughs) it's like it would have been so much cooler and then they're just like oh no yeah didn't do it or if they don't mention that the kids anakin skywalker like don't even show little anakin skywalker in the previews just be like there's a pod racing scene and you're like oh my gosh they're gonna be like nascar in space what yeah just like (laughs) don't even show anakin and then you're just like, oh, yeah. And then when you see Anakin, he's like, what's your name? It's like Anakin Skywalker. And you're like, oh, the, Anakin, the Anakin Skywalker? And you're like, yeah. Right. Then you're just like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> that's so cool. So it's like they just you yeah. just mess things up when you do trailers. It, it hurts. I, know. I, I, I always laugh, and it's kind of the same point, is like any time, especially after a first like series or sequels or anything, the money is already printed. Yeah. All right, like people are coming back. You had a hit. You're having something come back. Why bother having anything more than like a 30 second teaser to be like, this is what it's going to sort of look like because it's going to be what you want to know basics. And but the between the internet and how much they over market things now, Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. Star Wars. You don't need it. Whenever you come out with a Star Wars movie, these last three movies, you didn't need a trailer for any of them. No. You could just be like, hey, guys, new Star Wars coming out this day. Done. That's it. That's all you got to do. Exactly. And you're done. Unfortunately, they build whole events around Mm -hmm. the release of some of these trailers and everything else. You get to watch it during Monday Night Football. And you're like, all right. (laughs) Because that's where nerds go to find stuff. Exactly. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's an excellent digression because I think we're kind of alluding to um, maybe we're not so high on this film. <laughs> um, like I said, uh, the the there are definitely things that are good here, but I think for for how much they lose you in the middle and a lot of the, the I don't know about the design of even the moon stuff. They they immediately tried to make it to where they wanted to modernize the goddess. Uh, that was something that they communicated in the marketing materials yeah. for this movie, and I was just like, "Yeah, but I thought the stuff where they didn't worked more effectively because the child connects to a certain image. So why alter the image? And also, it just didn't work as a notion. Like it just didn't work as a concept. And the the tougher thing here too is." They, like I said, a self-described animated musical. Is this a musical, though? Because I feel like the beginning starts out as a musical because you have, like, the traditional almost, like, Disney-esque things. They're making mooncakes and they're singing about it. They're, you know, they're doing these family activities and they're singing together and all this stuff. It's like, okay, cool. And then that goes away for for a a long long stretch. Like, the entire second act. It's just kind of practically. Gone. I mean, the only time you get it is for when you see the moon goddess for the first time. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and then an awful, brutal kind of sort of rap scene with the goddess and uh, Chin, Chin, the the younger stepbrothers situation. Which, there. by the way, here's and, here's one thing. Sorry uh, to, to derail uh, again because that's what I do. Why does she know how to play table tennis? 
She's a thousand years old and lives on the moon. Why? How does she know how to play table tennis? Yeah, I I don't like, follow that either. <laughs> that wasn't that like invented in like the late eighteen hundreds. It's like how like I don't know. I don't know. That's whatever. Yeah, I, it's I guess so they could have something for questions. Chin to do. <laughs> I guess in that thing in that weird like world, and then they're like, but we're gonna play lunar rules. Yeah, Lunarian. They call it something weird, and I'm just just say lunar. Don't don't yeah. make up weird like <laughs> we're Lunarians. Be like, no, you Chinese yeah. on the moon. Like, just, yeah, you're a Chinese goddess and you're living on the moon. You're not a Lunarian. Right. right. So okay. So like I said, uh, it, it's they they truly lost their momentum in the middle act, and it kind of saves itself a little bit to be. A decent movie with how they end the film but overall not a very strong not what i expected yeah from from what uh netflix was going to try to pull off one thing that i would say to you though um because you are plugged in with animation and and watch a lot of stuff that you know and we both covered the willoughby's i think the willoughby's is a much stronger oh film. for sure and like- and as far as like just projecting forward, because you know, I I figure we'll kind of before we go to spoilers and stuff, we'll kind of just get our kind of like ending thoughts. Maybe like if you have a a, a greatish thing, if you have something of that up 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 on your head. Uh, but I will say that I think Netflix was gonna go hard for this, and they still might, but I think it's completely unwarranted. You know, especially if you have the Willoughby's in tow, that I think even in a subpar year or at least a diluted year because of, you know, production delays or things that got pushed back, I can't see where this is going to do much more outside of maybe Rocket to the Moon. The song uh, has a strong chance to be nominated for Best Song at the Oscars. Maybe. Uh, especially because a lot of musicals moved out and. I don't know how many other original songs that they're going to try to push from some other films, but I, I don't see I, if this. If this gets nominated, I'd be shocked at this point, to be honest. And yeah, that's like, really bad because the early critical returns, I think I saw like the meta score was in the high fifties and that's not going to cut no. it even for animated features. Like, I mean, and, and even just if we just go off what's an animated film that's out right now or that came out in 2020, it's like you got to go up against Willoughby's. You got to go against Onward. So you're going to have to go up against Disney. So that's not going to be fun for you. you you're you going to have to go against uh, Soul, maybe, if that actually ends up coming out. Uh, you're going to have to go up against The Croods, too. You're going to have to go up against Trolls, which, right? I mean, Trolls made money. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, I... I and people seem to have enjoyed it. Um, I think Crudes is shaping out to be something pretty good. And it's DreamWorks. DreamWorks and hair. Like they that is their that is their <laughs> game plan. Is like DreamWorks knows how to do hair. So I mean like the hair yes. physics in this were just not there. Um I base everything on hair physics now. Um as a professional, <laughs> um, everything goes on hair. Of course. Um, the hair on this one was not that good. Um, not great. No. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, like, 
It's going to be hard. Like, yeah, I think music would be the only thing. It Maybe it gets it for animation. Like, maybe it could do something animation-wise. Like, for best animated... Like, is there, like, a best animated sequence? Like, I don't know. No. Like, they don't get that detail. Just, it's, it's short in feature, so this would... The only category it would get in at the Oscars, anyway. I mean, at the Annie's, it might do yeah, whatever it's going to oh, okay. do. But, but I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't see it doing... I don't either. Uh, especially if... Because... Depending on, because uh, they pushed back the Oscar deadline, so I don't know if Netflix is gonna try to. They ended up acquiring two other animated films, uh, Bombay Rose. Uh, oh yeah. That, uh, came out at, at TIFF last year, I believe. Um, so it hasn't been released proper, but Netflix acquired that recently, and they also re- uh got Richard Linkletter is actually going to have an animated feature as well mm. um, for, I think it's called Apollo 10 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> okay. um, so I don't know if those are going to come out in time for the deadline or any of that stuff. Bombay Rose, I believe, is completed. So I don't know when they yeah, plan on releasing they, they, they it. Yeah, they did but... a screener for that um, and everything. So I would assume that's hopefully coming out. Yeah, it's been out in festivals for over a year now. So who knows uh, the status of that in terms of Netflix release date. But, you know, I I don't know what they're waiting for or if that's going to be before the deadline. But if this is what you got, these two films, I'm putting my money all through with the Willoughby's as far as what they're going to push. Um, But, man... Uh, it's it's a it's a sad thing because I thought we were gonna get a lot more to talk about in terms right? of the overall picture, and now it's like the early returns on Soul are like this could be so good that they might put it up for Best Picture, <laughs> like you know that that it has an actual real chance, you know, to to you know kind of cross over, have an even bigger appeal in a in a diluted year, but not this film. Nah, sorry, Netflix. You're you're not gonna double up your luck like you did last year. I don't think. Yeah. Because especially if Connected comes out. Because I I I told you I just watched Wolfwalkers, uh, over the weekend in uh, Middleburg Film Festival, and it's really good. I was so impressed. I it's one of those films. If you see a film by one director or studio and you've not really seen their stuff before, and you're like. Oh my God! This is part of a trilogy trilogy of films. Is it is it connected I, I to, with the with the other two? So I don't because again I didn't see them. So oh. I they said it's kind of like that person's trilogy. See, I don't know if they're saying it like uh, I don't know if you're a fan of Edgar Wright, but I love yeah. Edgar Wright's films, and they make that Coronado trilogy where it's mm-hmm. not a trilogy. They have they're three wildly different stories with different casts, different characters, but they built it as this trilogy because it has a lot of crossover cast and the same director so it's like yeah i don't know if it's it's like that um so yeah he did uh the first one was secret of the kells which phenomenal um and then the second one was song of the sea and then this one which is wolf walkers and that that stylized cartoon saloon style that is just amazing and yeah, like that. There, there are like little hints uh, in there, dude. Watch Secret of Kells. Like, sorry, Secret of the Kells. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm gonna like, have to now. I, I'm. I, I was blown away by Wolf Walkers. Yeah, and I don't know which I'd pick right now. I because I thoroughly enjoyed 
will it be? But I, I even think Wolfwalkers is better than that. And I also liked Onward. So I, I think it'll be a tough category. But if, if Soul is as advertised, I think that's going to end up being the one where it's like, oh, cool. I'm glad we had a conversation before Soul just blew everything yeah. out of the water. Well, hopefully, we'll, we'll hope that maybe it goes Best Picture because what's all in Best Picture this year? Oh, I mean, that weirdly enough, bad boys. The, no, Sonic. No, like, no. I mean, if we're just thinking like theatrical runs. Oh well, see, they changed all the rules. I, I know, but so. you know, typically though, it's theatrical runs, and like even even last year, like it, they didn't throw like a bunch of Netflix stuff in for yeah. like Best Picture. Uh, well, they had. They, they had just have one? Uh, the Irishman. They had the Irishman, Marriage Story. Oh, I forgot um, about Marriage and, Story. Yeah. So, and then uh, two popes had a bunch of nominations, and so they actually Netflix led the pack last year in terms of nominations, and part of that was the animation category. They got the surprise double up there, uh, and I think they thought they were gonna just come waltzing on in again, and I, I just can't, I just can't see it with this one. Yeah, I was, uh, I was disappointed. I I ended up giving this a, a C plus, but I think that's just. Most of that is just, damn, is this a pretty movie to look at? Yeah. Like, the animation is so mesmerizing at times that I'm just like, wow, this is so cool. And then uh, you have to just deal with the the story, and you're just mm-hmm. like, I, I, I don't want to watch this again. Like, I, I usually rewatch these, you know, for obviously for the sake of, you know, giving a fair shake yep, to the same. films and and for, for criticizing and my God, uh, I, I just didn't. It didn't get any better on rewatch. I still found the same problems. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, where would you put it? Do you have like a similar? Uh, I grade mean, we, in- we usually do like through fives, like or we used to. We don't really grade anymore. Like I would give this maybe a three, like only because I don't do like points. Yeah. Like I don't do like a two point five or anything. It's very middle of the road. Um, the animation itself. Yes. does not deserve a two the animation's just gorgeous um i think the acting yes. that they did for the lines that they had were they they delivered what they had well the story who um that's the worst part um the songs were also terrible like i i don't know of a single good song i think rocket like, to the moon is okay it's it's okay, but like, would you put that up against you know uh, her song in the Willoughby's? No, exactly. Like for a song, like I, I like songs that if if you're gonna do a musical piece and everything, it needs to have have some significance to the film. And it's just like it didn't really. It was just like I'm gonna beat them. Like I was I was getting like Moana vibes from it. <laughs> Like okay, and that that and so I was just like, oh, that, that seems exactly what you're trying to do, and I was I wasn't having any of it, so okay. I was like, nope. But yeah, I would give it maybe like a three out of five or a C out of A. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I hear you. No, I'm, I like I'm 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 right there with you, and I, I wish good it wasn't on the case. Good on you for watching it a second time. By the way, like I I was going to, and I was just like. I, I literally I watched it on Saturday and I asked uh, one of my friends that works at DreamWorks. I was like, yeah. hey, man, you watched it. What did you think? And so we kind of talked about it a little bit. And then this afternoon 
I was like, I should watch it before the thing. And I looked at the clock and it was like two and I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to. That tells you everything, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, not that rewatchability has to be everything, but I know that if I'm dreading the rewatch, you did something wrong. Yeah. And and I always try to be fair. I'm like, yes, this is not a movie that's the intended audience for me. Oh, but no. I, but, like, case in point, um, recently Netflix had Enola Holmes come out, where that movie is kind of like, not an all-ages thing, but pretty much dialed into where it helps if you're the age of the main character who is a, you know a teenage girl mm-hmm. so you know obviously it's maybe slightly more geared towards that but i i really liked yeah, it, it was i thought it was a good. lot of fun so i mean like it's not henry cavill towards me. as sherlock holmes yeah that's meant for Amazing. everybody of all that generations hair curl. <laughs> yes exactly I, I love a lot of things sherlock holmes so i can maybe be more forgiving but again not my age demo and yet i truly liked it and then this one yeah and even the willoughby's like we're we talked about on that podcast like who is this for because yeah. it's kind of for no one it's it's from it's a kind book of like series from like maybe? the 80s that right. i never heard about yeah and it's just like oh Okay, sure, why not? And then just Netflix was like, yeah, I was making a movie. And they yeah. did, and you're like, that's a damn good movie. <laughs> that's a damn good movie. So, uh, you know, I, I try to, like, couch my opinions and, like, try to be realistic about it, being like, yes, some kid might enjoy this more than me because they can buy in or don't care as much. But, you know, I also hope more for these age levels. They deserve better, and they have gotten better. So I'm not going to be... You know, super nice. I guess. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll I'll be honest. It's it's average. It's, it's very. You know, average. the animation is not the actors in it. There's a lot of great ones. John Cho, Ken Jeong, Sandra Oh, uh, which you know I feel bad. They especially didn't do the, anything this... with her. No. They were just like, we've got Sandra Oh. How many lines is she gonna have in the film? Yeah. Maybe thirty. Like yeah. tops. And you're just like, you had Sandra O. Oh, and I don't yep. know about you. Have you watched Killing Eve on uh, Hulu? No, I hear it's amazing. It's, Especially, oh. it's a blind spot for me because I love Fleabag. And it's the same people who left and kind of made that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I definitely want to catch it at some point. I hear it's amazing. Oh, yeah. She's great. And then it's just like, you had Sandra O. Oh, and it's, you like wasted her. Like, same thing with John Cho. Like, you wasted John Cho. It's like, he's dad. Yeah. And then it's like. Yeah. Oh okay, and yeah. and anything we're gonna do anything with that? No, I didn't even gonna... know it was him yeah. until I saw afterwards. Like Same. he has that little lines that I couldn't get a full sense of that was him doing the voice. And you know, now they they did good things with at least getting the right people for the singing parts. You know, like you know, you have two Tony nominated or Tony award winning people here. You're gonna get good performances. But like you said. This the songs don't ring true. They don't. They're not earworms that stay with you. It's you know. It's kind of like the difference between Frozen One and Frozen Two. It's like Frozen One had you know Let It Go, which will live on for eternity, and then you try to follow that up in the second. And you're like, stop trying to make this happen. Yeah, it's not gonna happen again. You're not gonna get there, and it never does. Uh, and it's it. Yeah, it makes the movie suffer a little bit, at least, you know, because that's what they try to do. But, 
man, this one, I like I said, Rocket to the Moon maybe passes snuff, but and, and and as far as the music is concerned, I really like Stephen Price's score. If I want to be nice here too, he's an Oscar winner. He won for Gravity. Uh, he's done a lot of the 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 films of Edgar Wright as well. Well, it um, it does a good job of mixing you know Western and Eastern music. Correct. Whereas I don't feel like any of the songs did. Like they they even put not really they no. even put um you know some some Chinese uh, uh, vocals in a co- like in a few songs and even then yeah, it's just the like end, yeah. I wish like that last one where she meets uh I cannot remember um his name You're not hero uh, it starts with an H yeah but yes I, uh, the one thing I didn't write down <laughs> yeah and like good luck on IMDb you're not gonna find it. Like I do yeah. like John Cho on the IMDb. It's just like John Cho. It's like, what does he do? We didn't put what he actually does in there. So nope. like, I didn't know who he was. I had to look it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like when she's singing, is it Han Chi? Maybe no. Han Chi, because she's 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 Xiang Shanjie. Um, apologies, not a native Chinese speaker. Um, like I feel like if that that <laughs> song would have been all in Chinese, I think it would have been better. But it just wasn't, and you're just like, oh. True. Like, so there's, like, three bits of dialogue, and then the rest of it's all in English. I don't know, something culturally. Like, the culture wasn't there in the film. Like, I didn't feel like this was a Chinese movie. Like, you have all these Chinese actors. You have, it's set in a Chinese town. Like, you're in China, it's and it's just like it's it's a Chinese folk story. There's a Chinese goddess, and it's just yeah. like okay, this is a this is just yeah. a movie. It's it, yeah. it didn't feel it didn't have any gravitas to it. I felt like they they tried. I mean, like there were you know some traditional outfits only on the goddess, nobody else. Yes. Um, and I was it. I don't know. It just felt weird. Like I. Yeah. Watching it, I was just kind of like, "Oh, okay, this is this is the movie that we're going for." Yeah, they could have done a lot of things, and, and again, I, I don't know if that's because again the people who they casted it appropriately, but you know they didn't exactly have they have you know a white male director, uh, a white female writer, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and uh, for their efforts, I mean. Like I said, I th- I thought the the first act, I thought they did actually a pretty good job with setting up that town, yeah, like and trying after, to make things feel more authentic. Yeah, after the mother dies, I'm all in that movie because like them, right. then because I mean, like the rest of that, like you see like how they're coping and everything, and you're like, oh, here's where you know a new mom possibly dad's yeah. dating somebody else. Like I was I was in there. She's gonna build the rocket, and then I'm like, the rocket's gonna crash. She's gonna die, and they like take subvert that sorry spoilers uh subvert that expectation and then we get into what happens and you're just like oh okay yeah sure well let's see i'll i'll throw the gauntlet down now so we can feel free in our expression i from here on out spoilers for anybody like we could do we we got our thoughts it's hard man we don't do spoilers on our show anymore i'm just like screw it we just like talk (laughs) about it if you haven't seen the movie why are you listening yeah well some people just kind of want to know whether it's worth their time so i try to give people a little bit of a chance to to do it but you should just do like a thing at the beginning just be like no that's it (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I used to not give that warning at all, and I found that it was taking people a while to get to to the movie sometimes, especially with Netflix. There's so much to offer. Yeah. So you try to just have it available for whenever they consume it. Uh, and for this one, this one will be out before the film is even out, so uh, a couple days. So I want to give people a chance to, to hop on and, and be able to join the conversation even though they haven't maybe just seen the movie. Gotcha. So I will say it right now. I was being kind of nice about the middle. The moon stuff just doesn't work. It's bad. I don't know how they came up with the the look of it or or the characters or what have you. The thing that bothered me the most, and I'm curious to know your opinion, the gift and the potion, these things, these MacGuffins, these things that needed to work, the plan to get uh, her love to come back to her is so vague and frustrating that I just didn't know what the hell to do with it. Yeah, like, you get a, a like, there's a throwaway line where uh, Miss Zong, who is Sandra O's oh's character, the new mom, or the girlfriend at the time, or I guess, no, I guess fiancé, because, like, Chin does say we're going to be brother and sister. Um, yes. Does say that she is related like her her mother said that she was related to the huntsman and i yes. was like okay maybe that's a thing and then they just don't do anything with it until like the very thing. end when they're just like oh yeah oh i bet you're hungry here eat this moon cake and it's like okay and she bites it and there's this like piece of jade in there first off yep. that's a terrible thing to put into food never yes. do that it's like mardi uh-huh. gras don't put a baby or a little plastic baby in in your cake. That's stupid. Um, or how about the, the all the the people who uh, propose to their spouse? Like nobody does it where it's like baked into yeah, a dessert it's like, anymore. It'll be like in a in champagne there. fluke or something cool like that, or sitting on top. No one like takes it and puts it in the food. Because what happens if she was just like, I'm hungry, just like takes the whole thing. It's gone. Yeah. She could have swallowed it. Um, right. Also. That's like a thousand-year-old piece of jade from a god. Uh-huh. <laughs> or sorry, from a goddess because it was given to a mortal kid. And it's like, why would you just give that to this girl? And then, I mean, okay, maybe you're trying to do a family thing. That's cool. I'm I'm down with that. But don't right. bake it into a mooncake. No, it should it's... have been a poignant scene in that movie where she's presenting this as like, this is something from my family mm-hmm. to your family that it means something that we're joining family. So yep. here's a, a a token of my. She could have expre- she like could have just given her family. like an amulet and be like, here, take this amulet. Yeah. It didn't even like it could have been like something that's like a circle, like a full circle that you didn't know was like it was the actual jade thing. It could have just like a piece of like something. It could have been that crane or a swan or something. To make you yeah. look like, oh, this is pretty cool. They built into it. And then, like, when she gets to the moon, then it's, like, broken. And she kind of feels a little bit bad. And she's like, oh, no. The uh, the necklace that uh, Mizong gave me. And she, like, holds it up. And then the jade piece falls out. Could have been so much cooler. Totally. But then they're just like. They could have mm-hmm. space balls it where, like, he was wearing it. And, the entire and she time. And had no idea. And it was the thing they needed the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- they could have done so much more. It made no sense. And then the chase for it, 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 it the momentum 
that they tried to pull off from having this as a centerpiece to go get the gift or get the elements to to have this final piece of the quest that they don't set up whatsoever you would think maybe that would be also in the folktale like every x amount of years she gets if she comes up with this thing that it pulls off nothing is set up ever no and then i was underselling it before the rap thing is fucking awful it is trash it's it is I was like, what is happening right it's now? A, the singing I didn't even It's a rap uh, segment. I guess because they were like, oh, it's Philip So. She was uh, Eliza in Hamilton. She knows how to rap. And it's like, no. First off, like, even oh, in Hamilton, yeah. hate to say she's a bit airy <laughs> and doesn't hit all the notes. I apologize, um, but th- that's the way it is. And in this, I was just kind of like, yeah, it's, she, it's it's not a falsetto that she gives, but she like it's very breathy, like all of the songs that she sings. And I'm just kind of like, I get that that's like the style and like that's how, you know, is big right now. But maybe sure. let's not maybe it just like actual crazy. vocals um, would have been pretty interesting because um, I mean, like I go I mean, these unfortunately, <laughs> they're not Chinese. They're they're both Korean, but like. Boa and like uh, Sohyang and like all these really good singers and they don't do this like oh they don't do this like Christina Aguilera garbage and like they actually it's just all vocals and I'm like just give me that just give me just like straight vocals without fluff don't give me I don't want fluff in my music I just want like actual good singing and it was all this was fluff and like it's so bad like this this ping this lunar ping pong it's weird in the movie it doesn't fit like it's nope. just like why why are we doing this? Is it just no. so that we can? This is what Chin's doing. Is that what I, yeah. I guess? I don't know. Which I I gotta say I like Chin as a character. Like I like the no barriers thing. Him running into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like those things. I thought that was an inventive thing. But man, that scene is so bad. And like I said. The only thing, once they're on the moon, like any of that stretch, I think the only thing that I think works is when they are at the tail end after the whole thing is like, like I said, if the chase doesn't work for the gift and the potion, then we have to wait until all that's done to get anything solid. So once you get to see her reunited and then have to deal with it, it's the only thing that kind of makes any sense. And then... And she goes into what I think is the worst titled thing ever, even though I think it actually works as a thing. Uh, Chamber of Exquisite Sadness. Yeah. Exquisite Sadness? Her sadness is beautiful? It de- what are it we talking about It feels like here? that is something that was a lost in translation thing. Oh, totally. Like, it's yeah. like that doesn't like fit. Um, no, it's... Uh, terrible I name. wonder but, if you watch this is this in like Mandarin or anything like that can I like listen to this in like Chinese I wonder if it makes more sense I wonder if the movie just makes more sense if it's not in English like maybe things fit well and it just works yeah I don't know um I would hope that <laughs> it, it makes sense at some point somewhere to somebody <laughs> Um, but I mean, from the, the multiple viewings that I did, it, it didn't, it didn't relate. Um, I, I do have one thing that I don't know. You've watched it twice. 
why is this clock ticking down and she only has X amount of time? I don't know. You figure if somebody's up there for that long and she is in control of all the lunar phases, so says the 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 tales that have been told to not only the child, but this is all we know as far as the audience mm-hmm. is concerned. Why? Yeah. Anything to do with the chase. Everything that they try to do to make the momentum work in the middle, none of it makes sense. Exactly. It's like the whole bit is like, yeah, there's like the time's running out. So it's like for this month, right? Like it'll, you just get to wait a month because then there's a new yeah. full moon. Or do you just have to wait a year for the mid-autumn festival? Is that what this whole thing is for? Like I, I was yeah. very confused the entire time. Like I didn't understand why there's this rush. It's like, well, maybe you just get to stay on the moon for a year. Oh, that would yeah. be terrible. <laughs> Especially with this woman who, you know, I we, I made mention of the Wizard of Oz homage that they try to do here. I, I was telling you off, off mic that, like, I couldn't tell if they're trying to do this, especially because if the moon is supposed to be Oz, they didn't know what to make this woman, whether yeah. she's supposed to be a wicked witch or Glenda the good witch, because they literally make her kind of a combination of both, mm-hmm. where she's a complete narcissistic jerk uh, as soon as you get up there. And then she is a mess until you know she gets what she needs. And then once she kind of gets there, she becomes nice and understanding and more filled out as a character. But it's far too late I for guess. the movie to succeed. So um, uh, the the potion that we kind of like alluded to, because we talked about um, the the gift and then the potion bit. The only thing I can think with the potion was maybe it was like love. Love was missing, maybe. I guess, but because uh, like, you mean as far as like why the little, rabbit they, works, they do a little no, you know, like rabbit kiss nose thing. Yes, yeah, and then yeah. it's just like aw, and then like it works, and then he like fantasizes yeah. it, and it's like ha ha. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that I was know. it. And then like she's got like laser ears now, which is pretty dope, like for a rabbit. True. Yeah. It, like I said, like everything. In and out of the uh, the chamber of exquisite sadness um, is pretty cool because like you get Chin to actually feel like he belongs there again. You got the the actual intimate moment of two people trying to to get through their grief together. That's nice, you know. And and actually, and she's stripped away of these like elaborate you know hairstyles and and dresses and all these things which by the way over the moon went uh, over the top uh with trying to do the outfits like i guess they sought out like this high-end designer this like fashion designer to like create all these outfits uh for naught because to me it meant nothing yeah. like outside of that one red outfit like which you didn't need to go too much further from the designs from the folk tale like yeah, I thought that was a good transition, simple. like from the song into like her pose, and she was in that red outfit. I was like, "That's a pretty good transition. Yes. That looked really yes. good." And then they just they never did anything like that the rest of the time, and I was like, "Oh well, that seems like a missed opportunity." Nope. Also, yeah. another thing. And, that, uh, sorry. At uh, least if you're gonna do Wizard of Oz, can we at least get a sense of time and place for what they do with the moon? Because th- like, there's no sense of like the roads out to this place there's we know where 
we know the crash site is far away and we know that there's a palace but the palace is kind of like shifty like it can change at a whim it's i mean like, it's just it a frog goes... right away <laughs> what's that it's just a frog's right away lunar frog yeah exactly <laughs> of course yeah giant frog leapfrog game away yeah it's no uh, there's no sense of time and place there's no uh truly uh, the the design is terrible i can't i can't i can't say enough or or <laughs> whatever the, this movie just didn't do it for me and uh, obviously i know you feel the same i will say um there is there is a bit with like when uh Shanji and uh, Hoye, Ho- Ho- Hoye, uh, th- Hoji, Hoji, yeah, they, they, yeah. they meet again. And like, first off, bro, he knows that he's going to go disappear. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm going to stay far away until the exact moment. I'm like, bro, if you know you're about to disappear and this is the love of your life, maybe you yeah. go embrace her like immediately. Get in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I was hoping for maybe like, Something like he was gonna like write something down on her palm of her hand and then he disappears. That's a your name thing. But anyway, like I was I <laughs> right? was like, give yeah. me something. Like I've I've watched a lot of stuff and like I've watched like J dramas and K dramas and Chinese dramas. I've watched like all kinds of stuff and I'm like, you can do better. Like yeah. these love stories are you can do so much with a good love story. And then this was just like, You gotta let me go. And I was like, all right, bye, <laughs> yeah. friend. And yeah. then she goes into the, I don't know, the beautiful cone of silence or whatever. And <laughs> yes. I can't the do anything. melancholy and the infinite. Yeah, silence. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> like, have fun. It's it, The whole movie was just bizarre. Um, yeah, it's kind of preposterous. Yeah, like I don't know why. Like I mean, I guess they made the moon colorful because it's the moon. And it's just like gray and drab. Yeah, what else are you gonna do um, with it? But yeah, I mean, it was very much like Ghibli and like Ho- like Mamoru Hosoda type of thing, where it was like it was very pretty and very stylized, and none of it made any sense. No, not at all. <laughs> well, the only thing that made sense is that you were the right guy for this <laughs> podcast. So I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for having I, I me, think, man. I, I think we got got through it. Um, Tell the people where they can find uh, your new work here with uh, What's Up Fandom. Uh, wh- you know, can they subscribe? Where where to go? Give them all. Oh, of it. definitely. I mean, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L Kane. So I mean, if you're looking for somebody to do voiceover stuff, you just let me know. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcast. Um, all of our episodes, you can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music. Uh, we're getting our uh, YouTube stuff together. All of our old Animation Station podcast episodes are up on YouTube. We're getting our What's Up ones uh, with actual video this time and not just audio that we put a picture over and, and put <laughs> out. Time in it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're actually going to have like good stuff. Uh, also, our website is still animationstationpodcast.com because it renewed and I didn't uh, change the name. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I got a year to renew it and, and then we, sure. we'll change the name in a year and then it'll be fine. Yeah, um, exactly. But, yeah, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. That's how people know that we thing that we're around awesome man you you still doing uh like uh with the voice actor or anything do you have uh 
you know, ebooks, some kind uh, of uh, anything, audio books. Not me, anything that is yeah, out. Uh, I've got a, okay. I've got a thing uh, for Netflix that who knows when that's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, yep. I've got uh, some ebooks that will be on Audible whenever the rights holder decides they actually want to put them out on Audible. Yeah. Um, I'm I am working on a new audio drama that is different, and I'll tell you about that afterwards. But keep okay. keep an eye cool. out for that. We're hoping for you know mid next year to, well, I mean, hopefully beginning of 2021. Hopefully we can start putting that out. Or at least Excellent. teasing more of it. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be something new that, first off, is not a thing right now. That's not a, they don't have that in audio dramas. Like, they barely have okay. that in, like, m- like video media. So, right. if, it, if it works, it's going to be interesting. And hopefully, we'll take the world by storm and make millions and I get to retire. <laughs> excellent man well everybody follow josh uh like wherever he told you twitter everybody you know needs to follow this man and his endeavors so please go to the website go to his socials uh follow this man now and keep informed for the big and brighter things that this man will have coming soon thanks a lot for being here josh uh, thanks man thanks man